Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. Welcome to No BS Sales School. I'm your host, Walker McKay. Today, I am super excited to have a friend of mine, Umar Hamid, on the show. Umar is an expert at changing human behavior. Um, and he's written three books. And the most recent one is called Unleash Your Crazy Sexy Brain. Umar is going to talk to me today, talk to us today about why mindset matters and what you can do about it. And he's got this cool app he's developed. It's called Mindset Boosters. He's going to talk to us, us about that as well. Hey, Umar, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Walker. Thanks so much for the invitation. And it's a beautiful Friday and we get to share uh, ideas with the world. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that's really good stuff. Um, tell me something. You, you, are a, you are an expert at changing human behavior. Yes. How in the world has one become one of those? First, you have to be a psychiatric patient. No, okay, that's good. not well, it. I passed that. I'm good. I'm in there. <laughs> so I used to run this uh, computer consulting firm, and uh, things were going well. And I took up this game of squash, oh. and I sucked at it. But two months later, I got a good bit better. And then two months later, got better, better, better. And one day, I was like, wait a minute. I love both. I work hard at both. How come I'm improving in one so much better than the other? And someone said, go see this woman called Una Elliott. She's an expert in neuro-linguistic programming. She's going to help you. And it's like, hmm, okay. So I go to see this woman. And in our initial session, she helped me figure out what the mental block was that was stopping, stopping me in my business career. And when she removed that, I just knew in my heart of hearts that something profound had happened. And when I walked out there, I said, I'm going to learn this one day and help others. And that's how I started on this journey is very much being a client and noticing that change happens like that. that. And so obviously you became a student then of NLP? Became a student of NLP. And it wasn't until I started actually opened up my own shop when I started seeing hundreds of people coming in is where you get mastery. That's okay. why doctors, you know, never figure it out. They always have a practice because right. okay. seeing yeah. clients is where you get mastery. Okay, cool. So, um, so now your main job, your main income driver is helping other people, business people, athletes, whatever, get through their mental blocks. Absolutely. And, you know, you've got people that are stuck that, you know, really need help and you can help them. But there's the other group of folks that are at the top of their profession. The next plateau up is all mindset. They know what to do. The only thing stopping them from going from being great to exceptional is happening in here. And this is the difference between nationally ranked athletes and Olympic class athletes. It's only fractions of a second, but uh, they're the hardest things to overcome. When you suck, you can get, you know, improve 10 seconds in your time. When you're world-class, if you can improve half a second, you go from being mediocre to uh, top of the, the world's best. To the gold, gold medal. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, are you willing to share what your block was? Absolutely. Somewhere in my mind, I had this thought outside of my awareness that I'm here to change the world in some profound way. And it didn't matter what I was going to do. It could be that I invent 
penicillin, or it could be that you're going to do something significant and you're about to cross the street and I just grab your arm and stop you from being run over. And that was my contribution to world greatness. Yeah. But somewhere in my unconscious mind, it was like, what if I'm on the wrong path? Should I really commit to this business area when this may not be the path? And she made me realize this thought is in your unconscious and it's getting in the way. And as soon as I realized it was like, oh my God. And the second thing she said was, if that's the thought, if you're meant to do something great, doesn't matter what you do, you're going to intersect with that moment. Right. And that just profoundly changed something inside me. And it allowed me to just move forward in life. So really what the difference was you, before you came to that breakthrough, even though you didn't realize it, you weren't fully committed to the business. But the illusion was I was. Yes. I was trying hard, but I just wasn't. And I didn't notice I wasn't getting the results I wanted until I took up squash. And it was like, wait a minute. I know I'm capable of more. Why not here? And that's how it got me to, to that moment. Tell me about a time when you work with a client, when you help them go through a breakthrough. Because I think this would be interesting for my, um, my audience, because as you know, you work with a lot of salespeople, a lot of sales teams. That's kind of how we intersected to start with. Um, yeah. But um, tell me like a, a, something, a breakthrough that a salesperson had and how you got them to do that. I'm going to give you a, a quick one, two, three. So the okay. first one was, I was talking to this, I was doing a keynote presentation. A guy comes up to me afterwards, says, I'm the number one salesperson in my company. I earn a ton of cash. And it's like, dude, what's the problem? He says, but the frustration is I've reached a plateau and I know I could do better, but I just can't seem to get there no matter what I do. Guy comes in and I ask him, tell me about a particular time when you were fretting about not doing better. He says, oh, I was in my car before I walked into the house after a day of work. And I was going, you know, what the hell's wrong with you? Why can't you get to the next level? I said, okay, go back in time to that moment and see whatever you saw. The dashboard, the garage door. I want you to hear whatever you heard. The radio, your inner thoughts. He says, okay, I'm doing those two things. When you do those two things, you get to re-experience what you were feeling in your body. What were you feeling? And he goes, oh, that's weird, man. I'm feeling it now. There's an uncomfortable feeling right here. So let me take a break there just for a moment. That... Our brain will lie to us, and we don't use language accidentally. Uh, rationalizing our rational lies that we tell ourselves that are so believable that they stop us, but your body will never lie. That feeling that came up, had I asked him, have you felt this feeling before? He would have gone, maybe or no, but there's a tool from applied neuroscience that you can use to link any feeling to your unconscious mind that records everything. And as soon as I did that, a memory popped up from childhood. He goes, oh my God, I'd forgotten this. I was eight or nine years old. We went to a restaurant, uh, my family and I, and before the waitress came, dad turned to us kids and pointed at me and said, remember, don't order steak, we can't afford it. In that moment, it created a belief around self-worth and money. And even with that limiting belief, he's the number one sales guy, but anytime he thinks about doing better, an uncomfortable feeling comes up that's linked to that childhood memory. And that's where the belief got created. We changed that belief, sent him on his way. And a couple of days later, I get a call from him saying, I'm not sure what you did, but my passion, my drive, my motivation is off the freaking charts, man. Thanks so much. And so that's one way we get stuck is a limiting belief inside our unconscious that stops us. But there's another two areas where we get stuck. Okay. What are the other two? Man, did I ever like, Bait that question. Yeah, shit. <laughs> like so I'm like, wow, the next two. So yeah, what are, what are the other two? The second area is I had this woman come in 
who uh, has an embroid me store. It's like one of those stores we can get uh, mugs with logos on it, shirts with logos, one of those kinds of places. It's her and her husband, and she's the number one salesperson, the only salesperson. They got a bunch of helpers. And she came in and said, hey, I go to uh, networking events. I meet people. And when I call them up, they don't want to meet with me. And no one's meeting with me. Or I go to a restaurant. I get the owner sitting at a booth with me. And I tell them what I want to do. And they don't want to do anything with me. And as soon as I come out of that meeting, I come back in the car and go, oh, when they said this, I should have said that. That would have got the sale on the phone. When they said this, I should have said that. I know what to say after the situation's over, not in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. But as she's telling me this story, she's uh, talking like an Italian with this hand. Yes. Umar, I know I can be great at this. My husband's counting on me. I'm going to make it happen. Strong voice, strong gestures. Then this hand comes up and she goes, but you know, I don't have formal sales training. Tone of voice changed immediately. Gestures a week. As soon as I see that, I know there is one side of her psyche that knows she could be great. And there's another side that says, not you, you don't deserve. That's called an internal conflict. And we, I noticed it. I took it through a process to resolve it. It was a Friday afternoon. I said, okay, uh, when you get back to work on Monday, you've got a bunch of cards from networking this week. Call them up on Monday, notice what's different. So she calls me up saying, Umar, oh my God. I picked up the phone, I spoke to someone and the right words fell out of my mouth. I got five appointments that day. The first appointment I got, I did a dance in the company because this just doesn't happen. So we didn't teach her a thing about selling. It was just, there's a block that I don't deserve, the inner conflict we removed and the right words came out. So that's the second way, an internal conflict. Yeah. And the third way, which is more insidious, is when I'm doing a keynote presentation, I'll stop the presentation at this moment, find a young lady in the audience, go down and say, hi, I'm Umar. And she will shake my hands because I put my hand out for her to shake. This is a trigger. She's shaken a million hands before and she will just unconsciously go, hi, how are you? I'll come back on stage and say, that was Amy. She's got a great handshake. When I went to her and did this, this was the trigger without thinking, she reached out and she shook my hand. But at the top of her spinal cord, where the most ancient part of her brain sits, the reptile part of the brain, and dear viewers and listeners, this part of the brain in you right now, Walker, is looking at the surroundings in case there's danger and something could hurt you. Yes. That part of her brain had to figure out, is it safe to shake Umar's hand? Because if you go to a police officer on duty, unless you're a personal friend and you say, hi, how are you? They will not shake your hand because you're grabbing hold of their body. That's not safe. Right. So her reptile brain had to go, is it safe to shake Umar's hand? And just to lighten the tension in the audience, I go, her reptile brain said, I could take Umar. Always gets a lot. <laughs> but then her brain had to figure out how firm to shake my hand. Not firm enough, I'm going to think she's a wimp. Too firm, I'm going to think I'm a wimp. Not long enough, I'm going to think she's stuck up. Longer than she should, then it's like, yeah, babe, I know you yeah. did me. Talk to you sickly, right, yeah. Yeah, all of those calculations happen in her unconscious mind at a lower level than consciousness. She just saw this, she shook my hand. So what happens with salespeople is we are comfortable selling to $10 million accounts. We're masters of our domain. And then we're dreaming about that $100 million company. We finally get the appointment. We go to the reception room. And as soon as we get to the reception area, we look around and we go, oh my God, they're going to be too important to work with us. We're too small. And they start 
it's the same thing. Some kind of trigger starts this negative process that sabotages their efforts. And they're the three main places people get stuck. And sales training is essential for us to be exceptional in what we do. But unless you do the mind training to get people unstuck, they can't use that training in the way that it was intended. 100%. And I tell people that all the time. It doesn't matter what, how great or crappy my sales training is. If you can't make it come out of your mouth, it's completely worthless. Absolutely. And some people make it come out of the mouth and it's with such a weakness. Hi, how are you? Yeah. So, and the reason for that is this, is that our beliefs control everything. Like we have anywhere from 50,000 to 100,000 beliefs. And from that, we create a model of the world, how we think the world works. And some of the people that you're training in their model of the world, what you just suggested fits and they go, Oh my God, thanks Walker. This is freaking amazing. And for other people, it's not in their model of the world to be able to do that. And they'll go, "Uh, thanks Walker. That was really good, but won't do a single thing to make it happen. And that is all mindset. So it sounds to me, Kumar, like somebody tell me if I'm missing something here. sounds to me like you sell magic dust. Somebody can sit in your office you spend an hour with them, you go, you snap your finger and they walk out and everything's fixed. That sounds like bullshit. It does sound like bullshit. So let me bring some reality into it. Good. So let's say you've got someone, they're six years old, they're in class and the teacher asked them to read out to the class. And as they're reading, they mispronounce a word and all the kids snicker at them. Yes. And the teacher gives them a look. And in that moment, they decide I'll never ever talk in public ever again. And will they talk in public? Absolutely. They'll be forced to do it, but they'll hate it. And they get to a retirement village at the end of their career. And the people that are running it are running it so badly. They get so pissed off one day. They say, I'm running for president. And in that moment, their fear of public speaking just disappears. It took them 60 years to get there, but they got there. Mm -hmm. Somebody else has the exact same thing in school. They're going to be the regional, uh, VP of sales, they'll have to do a lot of presentations. They go to a psychiatrist for six months. Um, At the six month level, one Thursday afternoon at 2.22, the therapist says something and something changes in their mind. In both cases, the second one, it was six months of therapy, but I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned about what happened when the therapist said the magic thing Yes. and change happened here. What happened at that moment of change? Same thing for that retirement vote. You know, it was 60 years of living it and then one moment of deciding. Change happens in an instant is the way it works. So the question is, how do you get them there? Yeah. So sometimes it takes longer than one session. And, you know, I coach people to get there. But Mm -hmm. when the change happens, it happens really quickly. And the reason traditional stuff doesn't work as good is this. Let me ask you a question, Walker. This is going to be kind of ridiculous. But guess how many words a minute the world's fastest reader can read with 100% comprehension. How many words in a minute do you think that is? It's a ridiculous number. Uh, Let's call it uh, 200. It's 83,000 words a minute. Come on. What they do is they use a a photo reading technique. They look at a page, their mind takes a snapshot of it. And as they're flipping to the next page, the back of their mind is processing what they just took a picture of. Uh, Anyone can learn it. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to know how to do it. It shows you the power of your mind is immense. That also is the thing that stops people that are therapists or coaches from trying to get people to change their behaviors in the way they want, because our mind is so good at fencing. So if we talked about general stuff, 
cars and sales and that, we'd have a great conversation. But yeah. uh, if you, your wife and I spoke and she said, you know, uh, Walker's got this issue over here in our relationship. And I started talking about that. In a second or two, you say, distract me with, oh, let's talk about cars. So let's talk about this or, or whatever. That's what our mind does. It doesn't yeah. let us get close to it. That's why it takes such a long time. But when you do two things, number one, you connect in a way where you create an incredible safe place for that person. And then you get them to listen to their body. Your body never lies. And there's been books about people that don't listen to the message their body sends them around fear. Like you could die in this alley and their conscious mind goes, don't be silly. It's a great neighborhood. And they get like mugged. Listen to your body. That's where the truth lies. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, I'm fascinated because you have also created, beyond your books, you've created an app, right? So you've yes. created this cool app that's called um, Mindset Boosters. What is that? So I'm going to tell you about that in just one second. Let me just kind of cue something up over here. Sure. Of course, you know how technology works. Uh, the whole thing rebooted while we were talking. Of course. But before we go there, you know, we've been talking about change happens in an instant. Yes. So let me prove to you change happens like very, very quickly. Bring it. So dear viewers and you, Walker, uh, think about how important is self-esteem to how well we do in life? I think it's pretty important. Yeah. So I want you to think about what your level of self-esteem is at this very moment. And the scale is from one to 100. One would be that you can't wait till this interview is over. So you can actually go underneath your desk and then cry softly. Yeah, sure. Uh, and 100 would be, you can't wait till this interview is over so you can go in the bathroom, look in the mirror and go, you handsome devil. So that scale from one to 100. Uh, <laughs> ask within, what's my level of self-esteem right now? A number is going to pop up. Yeah. And what number pops up for you? 85. 85. Okay, we're going to remember that. Let me take you on a thought experiment and dear viewers and listeners, uh, get your number, write it down and go along on this journey with us. Yep. So this is a thought experiment. The U.S. Today is going to write an article about you. And that's a real honor. And one of your friends tells you, well, you better, you just can't show up. You better prepare for this interview. Damn so you go into this room that happens to be divided in two with a glass wall. And on this side of the room is a table, a chair, a tablet, a paper, and a pen. And basically what you do is you go to sit down in that chair and you start writing your accomplishments all the way back to when you were in kindergarten. Those little finger paintings you did that your parents loved. Yes. Projects you did in Sunday school, elementary school, maybe things you did for your siblings and your family. Mm -hmm. Projects you did in high school. Things you did in your first job, in your marriage, for your church. And as you're writing your accomplishments, the essence of who you are steps out of your body. Some people might call it spirits or soul. And you float out of your body and come to that glass wall. And you step on the other side of the glass wall so you can see yourself on the other side of the room writing your accomplishments. And as you're standing there, I want you to think of someone from your life. And it could be one of your children or a mentor or a spouse. Think of who that person would be for you. And when you've got that person, have them stand right next to you watching you write your accomplishments on the other side of the room. Okay. Do you have that person? Yes. Good. Since your spirit for a moment, step into their body. And as you step into their body, I want you to see yourself through their loving eyes and really get a good sense of how they see you with, with those loving, caring eyes. Yeah. When you have a good sense of that, I want you to hear their thoughts about you, how much they love you, how much they care about you. 
Yep. And, and finally, since you're in their body, get a good sense of the depth of their emotions for you, how deeply they love you and how much they care about you. Now you have three things. How they see you, you can hear what they think about you, you can feel the depth of their love for you. Step out of their body, go through that glass wall and go back to where you are right now watching this or listening to this and step back into your body. When yep. you step back in, it changes things fundamentally, right? Yep. When you think about your self-esteem, what's that number changed to? About 5,000. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That And the nice thing about it is most things to improve self-esteem are all about, you're amazing, baby. You can yeah, do anything yeah. you want. Yeah. And that's from outside. Well, and it's nice to hear, but it just goes, what I showed you was how to change things in there, how to use your mind in a different way that you can show up differently in life. And that's my mission. And that's what the app does is very much give people access to the most important thing in the entire world. In fact, this pen that I have came with an owner's manual. It's the most simple thing on the planet. Who cares about the owner's manual for that? But the most important thing on the planet, our mindset does not. And that's my mission is if we could teach people how to take charge of this, we change the world. We'd allow people to be better salespeople, better leaders, better husbands, better wives, better kids. And the enemy is not out there. The enemy is within us, unfortunately, most of the time. Yes. So how long have you been studying NLP and neuroscience? So I started going deeply into it in the late 90s. And uh, I opened up my own shop in 2003 and saw hundreds of people. And uh, so for a long time. Yeah. So now that you've been doing this for 20 something years, I'm starting right. to get good at it finally. Yeah. So what's what surprise? Um, what do you wish you had known when you started that you know now? I'm going to answer that in a moment. Another answer is coming up from a different area, but I'll ask the one you asked in a moment. The interesting thing is this: you could have a teacher, and I've heard of a lot of teachers doing this. A student that's you know maybe misbehaves or isn't as smart as they could be and the teacher goes you're never going to amount to anything oh yeah i had a boss tell me that and so think of a teacher with a seven-year-old saying that like what kind of dick would do that number yeah. one number two you could have one kid that hears that it crushes their hopes for life yep. and uh scars them for life and yet another kid with the same teacher with the same thing with the same intensity hears that and says i'll show you Fuck you, I'll show and they you. built a freaking amazing life and they have this uh, amazing self-confidence. So humans are meaning-making machines. Something happens, we make meaning out of it and our experiences in life dictate the meanings that we make. Wow. And okay. so sometimes people fret about being parents because I tell them, you know, hey, most of the belief stuff happens by the time you're seven. They're like, oh my God, I hope I'm doing a good job. And I tell them, no, it, don't fret about it. Number one, you know, kids are different. Number two, if you did a great job, you can have great kids. And if you did a bad job, I've got clients. So it's a win-win. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I read something interesting a couple of months ago that said the one thing that human beings fret about the most is raising our children. Yes. And yet that is also the number one thing that humans are the best at. In the, we do that better than any. We have, you know, we have, as the population grows and explodes, continues forever, we're great at raising children or great at least having them and raising them. So 
Well, at least not killing them. And yeah, right. we're getting better at it. And it's kind of interesting at this moment in time. So when my dad went to school, uh, my dad's like, uh, just turned 89. Uh, if you asked him to do algebra right now, he could probably kick your ass and my ass easily. Wow. Because when he went to school, uh, what the teacher would do is this. If you got a problem wrong, the teacher would get a chalk, put it between your fingers, and then nutcracker your fingers <laughs> to create this intense pain. So I'm not condoning that at all. Yeah, that's right. But he still remembers it. But we're at this stage now where it's like, you know, we're all winners and you're amazing. And I think we've done a disservice to our kids by doing that. Like we don't want to make anybody feel bad and put upon, right. but yeah. we want people to be challenged to step up to what they do. When I was in grade 10, we, I moved from Vancouver, Canada to Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I went from like uh, being in, uh, in one particular subject, I think it was uh, math where I was just average in the normal class in Vancouver. They put me in advanced in Toronto and my grades didn't change. The work level changed. Yep. Because I had basically figured out I'm a C student and where do I need to be as a C student? And I stayed there. Comfort zone, baby. And yeah. And so we show up that way. Also, if people give us harder work to do, we step up to it and don't even realize it. If you say, this is so hard, you won't be able to do it. Don't do that. If you just say, hey, here's the work. You're going to get this. It's going to be great. And people are going to step up. So we need to challenge people to step up so they can be their best selves. Outstanding. I want to make sure we don't go by without um, hearing more about your app. Is it loaded? So let me show you this. Uh, yeah. So this is the app. And by the way, we'll have links to this in the show notes, um, NBS sales team. So you can pick it up there. Brilliant. So this is the app. And what it has, it has the ability, it's got different categories. So you've got motivation and confidence, sales mindset, life's ups and downs, transformation, health and wellness and sleep and relaxation. But let's go to sales. Okay. You got a sales issue, you go to the sales area. And when you go to the sales area, it opens up there. And the, the track I want to share with you is rebound after a setback. Okay. Because we've all had salespeople that their quarterly number and the company's quarterly number, because the stock price is counting on it. Yep. That sale does not come through for whatever reason. And it could bum that salesperson out for an afternoon, a week, a quarter, or the rest of the year. Yep. I've had it ruin a year. Track, yeah. What this track does is in seven minutes, 29 seconds, it uses NLP and applied neuroscience. And it walks you through a process. You listen to it and it basically lets you let go of all the stress around it, learn the lesson you need to learn, and then get back into optimal sales mode in seven minutes, 29 seconds. So you're back on the phone and you're selling at the height of your powers within seven minutes and is designed to give you the help you need when you need it. Outstanding. So I've got salespeople that listen to a few tracks every morning before they start their day and they're on freaking fire as they go. Day and after lunch, they come back and they listen to a couple more tracks and they're back on fire again. Let me ask you this, uh, Walker, what percentage of salespeople do you think have difficulty asking for the sale. They do the presentation, but actually saying, buy my stuff. Yeah, I think a lot of them struggle with that. Yeah, and so ask for the sale is like just under six minutes. It programs your mind for the rest of the day. You're going to ask for the sale continually and often and comfortably and powerfully. And so what it's designed to do is give you the help you need. I'm going to share one more track with you just to 
kind of help out before COVID. Uh, before, what happened before is before the damn pandemic. Yes. Yes. That uh, a spouse would come home. They would come home and be with the family. But even the family doc can tell that you're physically here, but mentally you're checked out because you're stressing about work and thinking about other stuff. So you pull into the driveway and the first track is let go of work. And what that does is in six minutes, 44 seconds, it lets you let go of all the anxiety from the day of work. You get to highlight what you want to work on first thing when you get back to work so you don't lose track of where you are. And then you get to re-experience the very first time you fell in love with your spouse. And you authentically feel that in your body. And if you remember way back when, when you fell in love, there was also a bit of lust in there. Yes. So you walk in the house and you just show up differently. And your family goes, mom or dad, and you're fully present. So I want to give people, I want to give people the ability to decide how they want to feel and act in any situation that, you know, if the issue is happening now, I want the help now. And I used to make these customized tracks for, I used to be in Silicon Valley for like elites over there that would say, hey, Omar, I've got this issue. Can you help me with one of these tracks? I used to make them super customized. And I'll tell you about one of those uh, in a minute. But now in this stage of life is how can we democratize this so everybody can get one yes. so they get the help they need when they need it. And that's going to be, remember that how I started on the NLP path? I'm yep. going to change the world. I truly believe this is how I'm going to do it is to just let people know you can take charge of this. Here's an app that's going to help you do that right here, right now, today. How do people find the app? So shows like this, people get to know, they can go to the website, mindsetboosters.com and we're going to put it in the show notes okay, yeah. and they can test it out for seven days. And if they like it, we swipe their credit card and it's pretty much dirt cheap. It's a hundred bucks for the year or 13 bucks a month. Yep. And uh, if they want, they can get a customized track. So I'll tell you about one of my Silicon Valley clients. They said, Umar, uh, I've got this issue. Can you help me uh, with an app? I said, okay, well, what's the issue? And they said, the issue is that when I uh, finish work, I get super focused on it and I come back home and I eat like a beast uncontrollably. <laughs> I eat whatever's there. Can you help me with a track to do that? And so we created a track that was like seven minutes. And at the end of the day, he listens to that before he uh, goes home. And what it does is it gets him to eat appropriately and also be fully present when he's at the dining room table with his family. And his wife's like, what have you done with Doug? Who, Who the hell are, are you? you? Right? Who the hell and are so, you? So that was, I got this issue, help me with that. I've worked with sports professionals. I'll tell you one more story, then I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah. I had this mother bring in her uh, kid. His name's Ethan, plays a little cross in high school. He's a smaller kid. And he said, uh, when there's an aggressive uh, player from the other side coming in to attack on our side of the field, uh, I hold myself back because I don't want to get hurt. And so we created a mindset booster for him to make him braver and bolder. And uh, he said, for the first time ever, the coach highlighted me to all the other players. And he says, hey, guys, stop goofing around. Why can't you be more like Ethan? He's like on the ball. And that's the track he oh, listens to bad. just before he goes on the field for any game. And it just programs his mind to show up more powerfully. 
That's cool as hell. Sounds like you've got a really fun job. I'm, I, you know, it's funny. I, I've learned this about you, but you are such a, um, it's fun to talk to you and the energy you put off is so positive and I can see oh, thank why you. because you're bringing that to people every single day. That's really, can I share with you a couple of things I've learned? Oh, please tell me. I love that um, you talked about that change happens just in a snap, right? But that it may take you a while. Some people, it takes a while to get there, but whatever it is, the change happens in just a moment. Um, that was cool. And also the way that you got people to go back and see what their feelings were like so that mm -hmm. they could, then you could begin to unlock what was the cause of that. I think that's, that's really neat. Um, Umar, how would people get in touch with you? How would they find you if they want to learn more? So probably two ways. Number one is go to the uh, website, mindsetboosters.com. We're going to put it in the show notes. Yes. And uh, the second way is just go on LinkedIn and just look me up. And uh, that's probably the best way to connect as well. And uh, if you've got a question, reach out and I'd be more than happy to help anybody at any time because the reason I'm here is to uh, make the world a better place. Outstanding. Umar, thank you so much for being on the show. This has really been fun. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. It's an honor being here and uh, everyone happy selling. No BS sales team. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Umar. He is a really bright guy. He's fun to talk to. Go buy his book, go to his website, get the app mindboosters.com. Mindboosters.com, correct? Uh, mindsetboosters.com. Oh, mindsetboosters.com. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, We've got a newsletter that goes out every single week. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, go to my website, walkermckay.com forward slash newsletter. What you'll get there is every single week, you'll get one of my, um, I'll write a, a blog post every week on Wednesdays that you'll get about some kind of selling topic. And on Fridays, you'll get a copy of my book list, the most recent books that I've read. You'll get uh, links to the videos I've done, links to a podcast and some other cool stuff that I'm reading or sharing. So if you want to be a part of that, we also offer special discounts for stuff that we sell for the newsletter readers. So if you want to go do that, go to walkermckay.com forward slash newsletter and get yourself signed up. Love to have you there. Umar, you the man. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation and I know a bunch of people will reach out to you. Thanks, Walker. Take care.